take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Wordplay of the day. What can be ironic about making room for roommates in college? Answer. Sometimes you have to ruminate or mediate or ponder. Sometimes you need to chew on issues over and over again about boundaries between roommates. It's not always amusing, but musing or talking about it can be helpful. Thought of the day comes from actor and producer Henry Winkler. He initially rose to fame playing Arthur Fonzie Fonzarelli in the Happy Days TV series in the 1970s and 1980s. He also was not diagnosed with dyslexia until he was age 31. He said, a human's first responsibility is to shake hands with himself. Hello friends and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, the Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. It is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term physical disability in school. I was also sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options and understandings. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990, or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in New York in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to accommodate or make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. I want to pass on some of my knowledge and experience to help the next generation of parents and kids. This is episode 68. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. For the month of August, I am talking about college transition and reasonable accommodation. Today, I am talking about relationships and roommates. 
I'm also talking about relationship challenges in college and strategies for success according to the College Board. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about some of my personal experiences with roommates at Marist College. I also benefited from a visiting college lecturer during my first week at Marist College. She was talking about the importance of building trust in relationships. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to the College Board website, sharing space with someone can be both interesting and challenging. Your roommate can be someone who you can learn from and bounce ideas off of. You can also help each other navigate campus life together. You don't necessarily need to be best friends, but being cordial and understanding acquaintances can be helpful. A roommate, for example, can be a good accountability partner. They can also help you avoid missing class or at least avoid missing your alarm. A roommate can also sometimes be an impromptu quiz or study partner. Sharing space can help you become a more open person by broadening your cultural, religious, or personal points of view. It is normal to have some shared interests, but also some diverse interests as well. Different habits can be challenging, especially with the lack of privacy. Some people study better with music in the background, while others need a quiet and serene environment. Some people gain energy from others or groups, while other people need to recharge themselves privately because they are drained after being around people. Communication is essential for successful relationships. Talking to college staff mentors or resident assistants can be a good way to provide ideas or strategies for promoting positive communication. These people can help roommates come up with lists of both strict and flexible rules. Neatness or cleanliness is a common example of different standards that roommates probably have. Prayers before bed might be important to one roommate while it might not be important to another. Even if you don't agree, you can always show courtesy or at least respect to your roommate's boundaries. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences or Rope, I am talking about some of the issues I had with my first roommate at Marist College. In July 1991, I found out that I was accidentally placed on the fourth floor of the freshman residence hall. I contacted the Office of Special Services and the Residence Life Office to inform them of the mistake. I needed a first floor room because of my crutches and safety purposes. It took a couple weeks to get reassigned. I then had a conversation with my new freshman roommate, Matt. He informed me that he had 
already spoken to his freshman roommate. I informed him of the change and the reasons for the reassignment. He resisted, and over the next couple weeks, we had some introductory conversations. He had been popular in high school, and I was more studious. He also didn't have much exposure to people with disabilities. I also helped him improve his study habits by creating more of a study schedule. One of the things that we had difficulty discussing was grooming habits because I was used to taking a shower once every couple days. This was because of the physical difficulty I had taking a shower. My roommate told me about the importance of taking a shower every day, especially in the need to look nice and presentable, and more importantly, not smell. I told him about some of my physical concerns regarding wet floors and the difficulty I had with slipping. He generously agreed to scout out the showers for wet floors and even carry some of my toiletries. This might seem like a minor thing, but it proved extremely helpful not only with Matt, but also I eventually got assistance from other dormitory neighbors with carrying shower supplies. Another important experience that I had the first week in college was attending a presentation about safe sex and relationships. While the surface content talked about condoms and safe sex practices, the deeper message involved tactics on building trust and how the most important relationship a person has is the relationship with themselves. While the visiting lecturer talked about intimacy, she also talked about the importance of setting and respecting boundaries. She reminded the hormonal audience about the importance of confronting fears and concerns in different quests to find different identities. These realizations and fluctuations prompted me to push myself out of my comfort zones. After that, I joined and participated in many college-sponsored activities as a way to safely socialize without alcohol. I can remember asking the leaders of the Student Programming Council for permission by telling them that I had a question before asking my question. This became somewhat comedic while setting up for campus comedy clubs. One of the Student Programming Council leaders said they were ready to answer my questions. It became a way for me to ruminate and make room for my questions by asking for permission first. While it was somewhat counterintuitive, I didn't want to make any assumptions, especially with my lack of social experience. These days, not making assumptions can also help avoid some political, social, and physical miscommunications. Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you could learn from or lean into? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. 
please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.